I'm Tressa. I'm Taylor. And, and we, we are, are not amused. And today we are continuing our discussion of Jane Eyre miniseries BBC. Yeah. 2006. This is part two. <laughs> <laughs> Oy. We're tired. <laughs> Oy, it's been a long day. You know, it's been a lot of Jane Eyre for the summer. <laughs> it really has. It's been a Jane Eyre summer, which is just not the vibe of the book at all. It's more like a fall, winter book because it's just so sad until like, the end. You <laughs> until know, until the end. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, tea. Anyway, we're drinking tea as usual. <laughs> Shocker. I know. Someday we're going to be like, and we're drinking cocktails. We should do some sort of, there's got to be like an alcoholic mixed drink tea thing. Uh, On Long Island, I see. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but is that actually like. Is it actually tea? Yeah. No. Yeah. So does it even count? Sure. I don't, I don't know. I can make you a butterbeer. Oh, I do love a butterbeer. We ever do another Harry Potter episode? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It has. Maybe we should revisit that. You know what's happening, right? In the near future. I don't know if it's happening, like, <laughs> when this episode comes out. It might have already happened. But um, they're showing Deathly Hollows in the theaters again. Oh. In, like, a limited time. Yeah, you told me about that. Because uh-huh. you were going to go with your friends that saw it the first time. Yeah, we might we might try to go and recreate our costumes that we wore. Wait, when is that happening? I don't know. The re-release of the Deathly Hallows movies part one and two is at Cinemark Theaters only September 1st through September 7th. Where are Cinemark Theaters? Uh, <laughs> there's definitely some in Kansas City. Oh. I'd actually never heard of Regal before I moved to Lawrence. I mean, that's fair. That's the only reason I know of Regal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't always. It used to be Southland. Oh, really? Yeah. No. No idea. Wow. This is so related. Captivating! <laughs> okay. So what's the tea we're drinking? Anyway, what were we talking about? Okay. God. Here's some tea. I'm drinking... The <laughs> Just some ASMR for you all. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Okay. Um, I am drinking the chocolate rum tea from Anna Marie's Teas in Liberty, Missouri. <laughs> Is that Rory? And Rory says, rum. yep. She's so enthused about the tea. Well, Taylor really liked it last time. I did. It was the one I had in the last episode. Yep. So I decided to go ahead and try it this time because I am very curious. Chocolate rum. So in case you... <laughs> Damn it. Are we done? No. Is she behind the blinds? Yeah. <laughs> All right. She'll probably do a couple more and then be done. Should I just wait? It's fine. Miso's in our episodes all the time. <laughs> okay. So in case you didn't listen to our last episode, which at this point would be really silly if you were listening to this one and not the last one. Yeah. They this are, is part two. This is a two-parter thing. Um... <laughs> The chocolate rum tea is premium flavored Ruibos, Cocoa Nibs, uh, Cocoa Peel, Ruibos, roasted coconut flakes, flakes, <laughs> licorice root, and flavoring. Jesus. So, 
it's apparently tastes has a rum flavor too in there somehow with all that. Maybe it's the licorice. I don't know. Maybe. I guess we'll we'll find out when I drink it. I'll see if I can relate the title to anything. Okay. So what's she? What do you have? <laughs> so I just have a good old fashioned Yorkshire black tea. Cool. With milk and a little bit of stevia. Yorkshire, it was the brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not your, P, not your PG tips? Not PG tips. Nope. But just another good old black tea with some milk and sugar. Yep. A classic option. Can't go wrong. Which is probably a lot of what they drank in Jane Eyre when they had tea time, so. Very yeah, probably not with stevia, but. <laughs> we, yeah, probably <laughs> not with stevia. You are correct. Whew. Okay. okay, so in the last episode, we said it ended <laughs> with her going, like, being like, hey, I'm going to see my aunt. See Bye. Ya. Yeah. It actually, I mean, it did. It did. But, the, like, the last shot. Which was a good way to end. Yes. So. Shows, like, part of a silhouette of someone looking out the window at Jane and, and Rochester. Mm-hmm. And Blanche. Because he's, he's riding right. off with Blanche. Yep. And, and Jane, Jane is riding off in the carriage. Mm-hmm. And we don't know who this person is. Of course, if you know the story, you know exactly who it is. Right. But, yeah. But if you're watching the miniseries, you probably think it's Grace. Yeah, if you don't, if you haven't <laughs> read the book or something. What were you saying? Say it again, because we're going to have to cut that out. I don't remember. And now the thing's on. It's fine. It's fine. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> oh, my God. I did an interview with uh, the director of our next show, and the sound is so horrendous, and I feel so bad. I'm going to need, like, an expert to come in and fix it for me. Mm. <clears throat> oh, well. Okay. So, you can tell when we get off track, because I always come back in by saying... Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you sure can. We might have gone off on a tangent there, but you didn't hear it because we cut it out. Ha ha ha. You may anyway, have heard bits of it. What What you need to know is that the last episode <laughs> ended with a little glimpse of the wife. Yes. Versus what we said, where Jane just leaves. We, we, they give you a little bit of that cliffhanger, which I think is very effective, especially yes. if you would have been watching the show in real time on TV. It'd be like, oh, there she is, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That was just a correction from the last episode. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, before we start on the plot, one okay. thing that I don't remember from the book that you might um, is the whole red cloth that was, like, hanging from the window No. from Bertha's room. Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Okay. So, I don't... I have a theory, maybe, like... The filmmakers were, I mean, obviously red is like danger, you know, that's, that's like the most simple explanation maybe for the reason that they decided to do that is some sort of like symbol. But did you also notice, like, if you think about in Jane's life, like she was locked in the red room as a kid and that was like one of her worst traumatizing experiences. Mm-hmm. She also sometimes wore a red scarf around That's her what neck. I was thinking. There were just these moments where <laughs> so. like, I was like, what? There's something about this that I feel like probably somebody had a lot of intent when they were like, ooh, we should put this red curtain, you know, hanging out this window. Yeah. But I'm like, what? I want to know what the intent was. Like, I'm assuming it's some sort of metaphor, you know. Right. Or tie to 
some other part of the story. But then with her like little red handkerchief she wore around sometimes, she took it off when she um, decided, you know, oh, I'd just been imagining that Rochester had feelings for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, what does it mean? I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. Because I was, yeah. I hadn't had that, like, full thought, but there were, I was like, okay, red curtains, she's wearing a red scarf sure. or a kerchief or whatever. Like, what? what is going on with that? And then it doesn't come to anything. No, but I mean, we don't see, like, by the end when everything's quote-unquote happy. Uh-huh. We don't see the color red a lot, I suppose. She's wearing, like, blue when she goes back to Thornfield, which is kind of the opposite. Well, that's what she always wore. Oh, I just thought she was in gray. I guess they're close. Like blue-gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, in my head, always envisioned her during the book in black. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Just like a really plain black dress. Yeah. Sure, why not? She's plain, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it could be that somebody in 2006 was like, hey, hey we'll, sh- we'll just make a literal red flag on Thornfield <laughs> that Jane fully ignores. <laughs> This whole experience is a red flag. Exactly. Get out while you can. She's ignoring it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So that was just a, a thought I had when in the first episode, but I forgot to mention it. And then, of course, we, we saw it again a few times in this, this second part of the story. So I was like, does that mean anything? Yeah, I don't know. Me neither. Okay. So. Anyway. We start part two. Mm-hmm. With Jane at her aunt's, yeah? At Gateshead, yep. Yep, and it's pretty much to the book, in my opinion. Agreed. You've yeah. got John, who's killed Dead. himself. Yeah. And the Mrs. Reed is dying on her deathbed. Yeah. Um, and still fervently hates Jane. Yep. <sighs> Though Jane has done nothing wrong to her. And then the two girl cousins are there. Hi, Rory. Jo- Hi, what Ro- do you want? Hi, Rory. Georgiana and Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. You want to come over here? Come on. Rory's joining the podcast today. Rory, say hello. I mean, she was here for like the last, I don't know, 30 minutes of this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe she'll have some opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yes. And that all plays out very, like even the argument between the sisters. I was like, I remember this from the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you have these two sisters who are very, very different people. You've got Georgiana, who is like, I, you know, she's clearly, like, so ready for her mother to die. It's fucked up. Yeah. She's like, I just wish someone would come and take me away to a party or Where I could go wait out the next or month some- or two. Yeah, it's crazy. And then <laughs> Eliza, who also doesn't seem like the most pleasant person in the world, uh-uh. but, like, at least is not... Complaining about how long it's taking her mom to die? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Okay, Rory's rubbing on my microphone. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to sound right yet. <laughs> so Eliza is basically, like, there's this, there's a chime on the clock that goes off, and she immediately puts down, like, the writing she was doing and picks up some sort of crochet slash sewing project. Mm-hmm. Like, she has literally timed her life down into tasks every day. Mm-hmm. And she basically tells Georgiana, she's like, if you weren't so useless, 
and actually did something with your day like me, you know, then you wouldn't need people to like admire you and dote upon you to remember that you exist. And I was like, fucking burn. Yeah. It was a good burn. And then she was like, once mom dies, I'm never talking to you again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, ah, don't do that. God damn. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, in the Sorry. book. That was Rory I was yelling at, not you. It's, I understand. I have to, okay, but the audience, like people listening but, can't see us. <laughs> You're also looking at now. me when you said sorry, so. <laughs> I know, but people can't see that. <laughs> I'm thinking about when I have to edit this and I can't edit me screaming at her out. Yeah, because she's, she's, yeah. I think she's finally settled if she doesn't mess with the. She likes to bite on the ankle bracelets I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. And potentially the microphone cord. We'll see. This is such a good episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good. Okay, so in the yes. in the book, I think there's a moment between Jane and Eliza, where like Eliza maybe compliments her or something. I thought that she admired her artwork. Something. Yeah. Right where she's like, "Oh wow, good for you! Like you've made something of yourself." Mm-hmm. Or there's just this teeny tiny moment of like some little bit of kindness from one of these cousins, which is very unheard of yeah you know um but we don't we don't get that we just get eliza being a real bitch to her sister who does deserve it but still yeah um and then she walks out of the room and we're like well jesus and jane's (laughs) just sitting there like listening to this awkward exchange like she's probably like oh so none of them like each other it's just they all targeted me while i lived here (laughs) seriously it's because they were all miserable yeah i actually have a note about that because i was like I never thought about this in the, um, reading the book, but, like, watching this, I'm, like, obviously it's a good thing Jane didn't spend any more time in that house because she would have been abused more, right? Yeah. But look at how all of the kids turned out. Mm-hmm. Like, the son killed himself, and then because Georgiana- Because he got into too much debt, basically. Yeah. And Georgiana is vain, pretentious, and, and pretty useless, like her sister said. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the sister is- kind of a bitch the other one is like yeah and she's like boring. a woman of god yeah she's and a nun. she's you know she's not great i she's no she seems like she's very she's like sinjin in that way a they should bit. get married oh wait she's a nun if but she was they could do god's work together yeah but yeah no she's just not really the most pleasant person so i'm like no. literally no one in that family no one in that household turned out well I mean, Mm-mm. and the aunt is on her deathbed, hating her, like, hating this person for no reason, like, still holding grudges, blah, 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 blah. I was like, Jesus, what a toxic household. Can you even imagine? Yeah, the the dad slash Jane's uncle was probably the, like, light of that house. Probably, and when he died, it all went downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. So. Yep. <sighs> anyway, um... We definitely don't get um, the movie. We see a conversation between Jane and her aunt that's basically like, I forgive you, Jane. Mm-hmm. I love you. Comfort me while I'm on my last, you know, in my last hours of life. And that is the opposite of what happens here, mm-hmm. which I'm glad because this is the miniseries is actually true to the book. Yeah. Like Mrs. Reed true. sticks to her guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when Jane first gets there, just like in the book, she doesn't know who Jane is. Mm-hmm. Even though Jane's like, it's me, Jane Eyre. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you're not. Uh, 
and then tells Jane the reason she hates her so much is because her husband loved her and like cared for her after her mom died. How dare he be a nice man? I know. I think the the like the be there's like a phrase I'm looking for, sorry. Um the last straw or something yeah. for him for for her, excuse me, was that when he was on his deathbed, the hey. person he asked for was not his own children, mm-hmm. but it was Jane. So maybe all of his kids just sucked. And then he got Jane and was like, oh, she's great. She's quiet. She's studious. Did you ever think about that, ma'am? Although I think Jane was like a baby, like an infant. When he died? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I guess we don't know how old he was, how old she was when he died. No idea. It doesn't seem but, like she really remembers him, you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, so yeah, that all pretty much plays out like it did. Mm-hmm. And then Jane goes back to Thornfield. Mm-hmm. And she goes home. Oh, well, she gets the letter from her uncle. Oh, yeah, her that's a very mother's Im- important plot point. <laughs> her, no, yes, her mother's brother. So her uncle. Which means it was also her uncle that she lived with, his brother, right? They were brother, brother, sister? Must have been. Because she went to that uncle because it was his sister's kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I well, yeah, because it was her uncle. I guess they never say which side say. of the family. It could have been her father was already dead, and that was his brother. And then when her mom died, what's his name? Uncle Reed, Mister Reed, <laughs> Uncle Reed, Uncle Reed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would just be Mister Reed. Well, no, I guess that wouldn't be right because Jane Eyre. That would be her father's last name, so his. So it would have been his mo- her, her mother's... Her mother was a reed, I think. Is is that what you mean? Her mother. Her mother must have been a reed who married an heir. Yeah. And took that last name. So the so Mr. Reed was the mother's brother, maybe. Mr. Reed was the... <laughs> Mr. Reed was no, the I, mother's brother? That's right. Yeah. But is Jane's it her... mother. Oh, right. Because her uncle's called heir. The one she finds out about. Oh my god, I need a freaking family tree. <laughs> Tell me about it. Because then they had that whole conversation with Sinjin. Yep. That we even paused it for. Mm-hmm. And I've already forgotten how that worked. I don't care. Okay, anyway. <laughs> she gets the letter from her aunt that's dying, that her uncle, heir Wants to leave his money to her. Yeah, wants to meet her and leave his money and everything to mm-hmm. her. And it was from three years ago, and she was never forwarded that letter. Nope. In fact... What Mrs. Reed did and said was like, wrote back and said, actually, you know, Jane died. So she's dead. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. And then she said to Jane, you can go ahead and tell him that I was wrong because I'll be dead by morning. So and I don't, don't care. care. <laughs> Literally. That's what she said. And Jane says, after her aunt like falls asleep, she's like, I forgive you. Even if you don't want it. She I probably, really do forgive you. I kind of feel... First of all, like, Jane being that person, I'm sure meant it sincerely, but also, mm-hmm. like, she's got a little bit of spice in her, so I feel like part of it was, like, I know this is not what you want to hear. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you anyway. But she's she, she already asleep, so. Yeah. She could have just inwardly forgiven her. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I forgive you. Or maybe she thought. I just want you to know that while you're dying. <laughs> maybe she thought. 
her aunt really did want her forgiveness but would never ask for it. And that would help her pass on. Maybe. She's like, expedite this process now. <laughs> yeah, let's get you out of here. Hey, I yeah. forgive you, aunt. Mm-hmm. So she gets back to Thornfield after a month. Uh-huh. And um, Mr. Rochester is just chilling outside. <laughs> Apparently the weather's still nice. and Yeah. I don't know. Pointing a telescope at his house. I don't know. What are you doing? I thought he was, like, looking at bugs with a microscope or something. Oh, I don't know. Uh-uh. Whatever anyway, he was doing. They're obviously delighted to see each other. And she yep. says something very forward in this conversation that was like, anywhere you are is my home, so mm-hmm. I'm back. Like, and it was like, well, okay, if we, we definitely don't need much of an interpretation for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, they go back to the house and obviously the party is still happening, kind of. They're all sort of leaving. They're getting they're their shit up. together. Yeah. And... Um, I realized that this guy, this, like, physician slash scientist doctor guy that yeah. we'd mentioned earlier, intellectual, yeah. that actually wanted to talk to Jane, was at the party specifically to, like, talk to those twins that were yeah. at the party, which I didn't... Because he, like, studies twins. That's, he studies twins. Also, he's from something, but I can't think of what. Like, that actor? Mm-hmm. I know. We've seen all these British actors in something. There's only, like, <laughs> ten of them, so... Yeah, so um, I didn't really, I didn't put that together, that that's, like, what he studies, and that's why he was there. So he, he's off to, he gets the carriage out. Jane thinks it's Mr. Rochester's carriage, and it's like, no, 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 this guy's just leaving mm-hmm. um, to go study another set of twins somewhere. <laughs> strange. Um, but yeah, Jane is relieved that to see that Rochester is not leaving Thornfield. Yep. Um happens after they get back like so the the researcher guy yeah says something that was not in the books but Mm. it's for the rest of the story yes there's this whole add in Uh basically to go ahead yeah oh that's fine he's like i'm go. i can't i won't know the specifics i'm just gonna make it up but he's basically like i'm going to visit this twin in cambodia who just found out he had a twin in some other place. Across the world or something. And they didn't know about each other, but they've been able to communicate with their minds because they're twins. Mm-hmm. You know, that twin telepathy that people talk about, mm-hmm. which I think is probably actually a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that whole idea comes into play quite a bit in this episode. Then they don't stop talking about it. No, and it's... It's just odd every time it's brought up, and we can talk about it when we get to it. I get what they're trying to say, but yep. the way it's said is weird to me. But yes, that is mentioned, but it and comes it back comes into, into play. play. Yep. Just note that in your head. Um, so then Miss Blanche Ingram and leaves. her mother leave, and her mother's like, oh, it'll be great to see you again, Mr. Rochester. Our place is a really short horse ride away. Yep, so we'll see you soon. Soon. And Blanche doesn't say anything the whole time. And, and Mr. Rochester's like, yep. Bye. Bye. Have a safe trip. And there's this look that Blanche gives him. Mm-hmm. You know, that basically <laughs> it, they give a look of understanding to each other. So yeah. we don't get the, we don't get the conversation. whole conversation between mm-hmm. them about how the, you know, she just wants him for his money. Um, But 
clearly they did talk about that and um there is to be no engagement and um her mother is not aware of that (laughs) yet there was a part and i can't remember if it was at the end of the last episode or near the beginning of this one mm-hmm. when she when Blanche Lee is like walking around and finds him in like a study or something. Yeah and then shuts the door behind her and is like yeah. hello, hello. <laughs> I was just wandering the halls just, before uh, dinner. I came to find you my <laughs> rich man. And he was like what do you want Blanche? Yeah. What do you really <laughs> what want? What do you really want? And I think we all know how that conversation went down. Yeah because then it cuts away and that's all we hear. And mm-hmm. then she's leaving. <laughs> Never so. to be seen again. Yeah. And then I think it pretty much cuts to, like, Jane and Rochester talking about she's going to need employment yes. at some point after he's engaged and maybe in Ireland. But, oh, we'll talk about that later. You know, when the time actually comes. Yeah. Whatever. And then I don't really remember. There's some in-between stuff. Yeah. That bef- happens. Before they get married. But I guess nothing really substantial. Jeez. Maybe just living. We did, this was a longer one, and we did take a break. <laughs> That's probably about where we took our break. Probably. Um, but I, we we come back to, like, kind of everyday life at Thornfield, even though yeah. there's this whole background idea that, yes, like, this will end, and she'll need to find a new situation mm-hmm. soon. But they, they keep putting off talking about it. And of course, we know it's because they both don't want to leave each other, but... Yeah, and then even Mrs. Fairfax is like, oh, well, don't worry, Mr. Rochester will find us all great places to go to work right, afterwards. Exactly. And Jane's like, great, mm-hmm. I love that. And then it pretty much, much, well, the next part I remember is them, just the two of them, talking. Yeah. And he's like, I'll find you great employment, you'll go off, you'll forget me. And she's like, bah, how and did you ever think I could forget out. you? I know. And this whole thing. And then that's when they're like, oh, I love you. I love you. Let's uh-huh. get married. <laughs> <laughs> but, mm-hmm. That's basically how it happens. Um, and then they, he proposes to her and mm-hmm. she accepts after mm-hmm. making sure like three times, like, are this you actually, real. like, are you not just making fun of me? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then of course they run away and they're blissfully happy and that we have the famous like tree that gets struck by lightning behind them as the storm comes in. Yeah, but it wasn't as dramatic as I felt like it was, well, in the movie, but also in the book, like mm-hmm. the description of it in the book. Yeah, it's just like the storm hits and it, it definitely gets hit by the lightning, yeah. but it just like almost kills the tree instantly versus <laughs> knocks the tree down. Yeah, and so like what is that what is that symbolism? <laughs> well, you know the the oncoming storm. <laughs> but that then, will kill their romance. Mm-hmm. Then we get this little bit with they're so excited they're they get back into Thornfield Hall out of the grounds and out of the rain and they say goodnight to each other, but they can't help but, you know, kiss each other more and more and more. And <laughs> then Jane leaves, yeah, goes to her room, and Miss Fairfax just happens to have been watching the whole thing and gives Rochester a look like, are you serious? Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, shit. <laughs> and then the next morning, I don't remember this that happening in the book like her catching them or Uh this conversation the following morning no because i thought jane told mrs fairfax or maybe mr rochester does tell her 
I just don't But this conversation between the two, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, However, I did like this scene. Yeah. It took me a little bit, though. Like, because Jane's so happy. She's overjoyed that this has actually worked out. So she thinks. Right. And Miss Fairfax is like, Jane, I just thought you were so much smarter than that. Like, men are... (laughs) Men are bad. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. In Mrs. Fairfax, and probably everyone at this time, they would look at that and be like, what are these two doing? They do not run in the same social circles. Mm-mm. They're not suitable for each other. There's yep. supposedly an age gap difference, although it's never mentioned. Oh, I did look it up in the two actors playing yeah, the I just parts. Didn't look that up. Okay. Yeah, she's 13 years younger than him. Oh, so they're, wow. Right? They so there is look... an age difference. Yeah, and I mean, that's not crazy. No. It's kind of, it's a little, it's big, but mm-hmm. it's not, you know, he he couldn't be her father at the very least. <laughs> at right. At that point. Yeah. But yeah, so Miss Fairfax is like, I just, I just thought you were smart enough to see I, that you wouldn't get overwhelmed. I think that's the word she mm-hmm. uses, overwhelmed by, you know, professions of love when they don't actually like when they're not smart right but we don't we still don't know this version doesn't really make it clear if miss fairfax knows about the wife or not right so we don't know if that's just coming from a place of you aren't the same social class Mm -hmm. so this or if it comes from the place of like he is not telling you the truth and it's not my place to tell you you know, it's just her yeah. like being concerned. Either way, like it's a valid point, and it is sort yeah. of like, you know, um, I get it because you you'd like to think like, of of course you want to think like she's really happy with him, mm-hmm. but like she doesn't really know him yet. I and, mean that is true, but also in this time there were a lot of marriages arranged like marriages yeah. or people who like m- only knew each other for a couple months and then were getting married. It was a lot of like money moves marriages back yeah. then. Yeah, so and it was a business deal. Yeah, than anything. Which I mean, I guess in that sense, like he's not getting anything from Jane. Nope, and she's poor. Nope. So. I like to think of it as she knows about the wife because it's kind of a bummer to like, if it is like, well, you aren't in the same social class to so watch Jane come be in and be like so happy and excited to talk to her about it. Yeah, it's pretty and bitchy. And then just have Mrs. Fairfax be like, this is stupid. You're stupid for doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely a change from the character we've seen so far. Yeah. It's like the first time we've ever seen her upset, cross, mm-hmm. say anything negative, really. Yeah. So it's it's... I'm, you know, you as the audience don't take it lightly. Yeah. And Jane doesn't either, because the Mm -hmm. next thing we see is her with Rochester telling him about it and saying, you know what, we need to be more careful in public. We need to keep our relationship as it's been. Absolutely. Until we're married. Until we're married. Like, until it's more appropriate to be kissing each other and stuff. Like, I need to keep calling you sir. Like, we're not, you know, even though he's very much like, you're my equal, you don't have to do that. And she's like, yeah, but... It's just going to be easier for us to exist until we're married. And, you know, and he was like, damn Miss Fairfax in her opinion. I don't care, you know, what she thinks. And Jane was like, well, I do. And he was like, okay, well, for you, I'll do it, you know. (laughs) Yes, because what Mrs. Fairfax doesn't know is you are the mistress and I am the servant. (laughs) 
And it's kind of funny. Yeah. And she's like, okay, great. I'm going to take that to heart. And, and I'm going to go. <laughs> going to go. And then I'm going to tell you that we're not taking this carriage the next day into town. Mm-hmm. We're going to take the simpler carriage. And Adele can come with us. What? Yeah. She's like, well, this is my house now. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I am the mistress. Taking over. And all this gaudiness needs to stop. Um, but anyway, they go into town the next day. Yep. Right? Um, we do see, like, some enthusiasm from Jane about the shopping. Although, again, she looks at this really, really intricate print for the veil and goes, oh, no, no, no. How about this nice plain fabric? Mm-hmm. And there was one point where Mr. Rochester told someone, like, we're going to need six of these. And then he leaves and she goes, three at most. Yeah. To the yeah. first. She's like, no. He's, no. <laughs> he's just love struck out of his mind. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Um, and then we see him, you know, offer her jewels. And Adele is like, no, no, no. That is not for Mademoiselle. This is for Mademoiselle. And it's like a string of simple pearls. That is really beautiful. Yeah. You know. And then he literally goes... Oh, well, you know her better than me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is what Taylor said. Which is what I said. I said, yeah, because Adele knows her better than you do. And then he said, well, I suppose you know her better than I do. I was like, and that's oh. when I realized I was Mr. Rochester. <laughs> it took this long talking about Jane Eyre to realize Taylor is Rochester. We are the same person. Oh, God. So... That happens. And then... The wedding, really, right? Well, sorry, he leaves for a day. He's gone for like a full 24 hours. And Jane has this nightmare and wakes up and there's a candle in her face. In her face, so she can't see anything around her besides this candle. And it's somebody just holding it up to her. And then they leave the room and she never sees who it is. It's very creepy. Yeah, and then Mr. Rochester gets back, and she brings him to her room, and her veil has been torn. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And it yeah. was the fancy veil. Did you notice that? The fancy veil that she insisted she didn't want? Oh, no. Because I guess I thought he listened to her and just got the simple one, and then they repaired it before the wedding. <laughs> I, mm, well. Uh, you could be right. I really didn't pay attention. I didn't think so. Because I... I remember when she came down in her dress before the wedding, I thought he said, he was like, oh, you're yeah. right. That simple veil is the one that suits you. He did say that. Yeah. I and just assumed. Yeah. yeah. I just missed that. It was the fancy. I didn't realize they got two veils because I thought he. Well, would. maybe they, maybe they didn't. I just realized like working that out. I was like, that doesn't necessarily mean that. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I do feel like I remember the veil having pattern. It the did. one that's I torn. I swear it did. And yeah. then the one she wore at the wedding was plain. Yeah. So I guess they got two, which is good because the one got destroyed. So. Or they just got the other one after it got destroyed. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, Jane, you were right. And she yeah. was like, of course I was. What? Duh. <laughs> is this a question? <laughs> so that happened. Um, anyway, yeah. So he's basically like, you're anxious about the wedding, which is fine. Yeah, it's, it's like, so are you saying that she did this in her sleep? Like, is that what you're saying? Are you gaslighting her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he's basically like, it's a natural anxiety, you know, yeah. to be nervous about the wedding. It's no big deal, but it'll be okay. We'll get you another veil. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But anyway, we all know that he has an idea of what's actually going on, but. Yep. 
He's not telling her. And then... It's the wedding day. Cut to wedding day where he's literally dragging <laughs> her to the church, which definitely happens in the book. Mm-hmm. And he at one point, like, stops in the, you know, the graveyard outside of the church, and he's like, okay, sorry. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> no, that we ran over continues here. ...continues to drag her. <laughs> yep. And it gets interrupted, like it does in the book. Mm-hmm. It's revealed he's married. And um, then we go see his crazy wife. Who's actually beautiful. Which, I mean, you can be beautiful and crazy. Yeah, but her that's hair just is, like, perfectly groomed. And, and shiny. And shiny and healthy. Yeah. And her skin is really clear. Yeah. It's just, like, not the image I had in my head from the book. Oh, I know. You imagine, like, a like a lunatic. Yeah. Like, like crazy, crazy hair, drooling, you know. Yeah. Scratches on her face, like. Dark circles on your eyes, yeah. you know. Not, like, this beautiful woman that. If you just saw her, you wouldn't think anything of it. No, and he, pretty pretty much everyone, the priest, the the guy, the, her brother, sorry, Bertha's brother, and the, the, like, solicitor that came with the brother, Jane and Rochester, all, and Grace Poole, yep. are all there just staring at, he's like, meet my wife. <laughs> and so they're all there for this moment, and, like, she's just chilling. She's sitting there until... As soon as somebody moves away and reveals Jane in the wedding dress, she's like, that fucking bitch. And she quite literally says, puta, puta, puta in Spanish, which is bitch, over and over again. And she, like, <laughs> goes to attack goes, Jane. Yeah, to attack her. And they have to restrain her. And that's when we see the her crazy. violent temperament come out. Yeah. So, and um, they come out of the room and he's like, so here's the story. <laughs> I do like the flashbacks we get. Me too. When he's telling the stories. It just helps me visualize things so mm-hmm. much better. Yeah. Yep. Like, I didn't really get from the book, like, that her, like, being promiscuous or whatever was, like, part of the problem. I just, mm-hmm. like, he just said she was crazy, right? So, like, I didn't really think about, like, what that meant. But I guess she was cheating on him, like, over and over oh, again. Oh, yeah, they you know? literally show her. Like, fucking the money, yeah. It's, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So we get, we get a lot, <laughs> you get you a lot, lot of backstory. More, you get a lot more detail, or not a lot more detail, but a lot more uh, clarification with the visuals in this mm-hmm. film about what happened between them. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I do wonder if it was, like, she was just promiscuous, which, like, would have been a problem, but maybe they could have worked past it. But the longer they were together, then more of her violent tendencies started uh, to come huh? out. And she was just, like, what is happening? Yeah, she would just, like, straight up start attacking him yeah. after a while. Yeah, so we find all that out, and then he's, like, basically, you know, he tells the story to everyone that's there, and he's like, okay, get out. Yeah, ruined, everyone like, leave. <laughs> my life, so go away, everyone. Mm. And Jane obviously is uh, distraught and goes and shuts herself in her room, and he knocks on the door and tries to talk to her, and she Consistently. just... You just see her slowly, like, taking off her wedding garb, like, keeping her cool. Uh-huh. And then she just lays her head on the bed and falls asleep. And then wakes up under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the, the this is such an interesting choice for the <laughs> filmmakers, because they go back and fill in the gaps later. Yeah. But we literally go from her laying in her bed to, like, 
homeless on a rock in the middle of the moors in the country. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, the fuck? We all know what happened because we know the story. We know that she left Thornfield Hall with, like, nothing, with no possessions and barely any money. Yeah. So, like, we know she's destitute. But it's just, like, so sudden. Yeah. The way it happens in this version. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, here we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is happening. And she's wandering and she's upset. And- the wandering is very short yeah. compared to the book. The book. Oh my god, forever in the book. I know. And she's I think how long how long did she wander? Do you know? No. Cuz she's done 2 weeks I think though. She went from like she, uh, she went to a few houses. Yeah. Um but she like barely ate in that time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be I'd be dead. <laughs> 2 I'd weeks be- of not eating. <laughs> Hello. Um, but yeah, they were saying that she was probably out there for like weeks. Yeah. The cousins. Yeah. Well, the thing is in the book, she actually stumbles across the cousin's house. She goes there for help. The servant, very different. It's like the servant answers the door and is like, I don't know you from Adam. You could have a weapon. You could be with a bandit gang or whatever i'm not letting you in and then the sisters are like hey hey wait wait, wait, wait. we're people of god like right let her in you know she's clearly like destitute but in this version sinjin is just wandering the, <laughs> the rocks and he yeah. sees her on the ground and is like oh well she needs some help and, and it's like literally right before she's about to die because mm-hmm. we see her i assume it's what she sees yeah she sees helen like she like almost has this flashback and she says helen wait for me yeah or something like that and she's saved from the brink of death by sinjin yeah and she wakes up in a nice comfy bed with the two girls taking care of her that we find out later are her cousins but whatever it's just easier to say or apparently half cousins according to sinjin and i don't know what that means but yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. Um, they're taking care of her, and they're like, do you, they're trying to figure out what she knows about herself if she remembers. And I wasn't sure if she actually remembered, and she just didn't want to tell them. I don't think she started to really remember stuff until she went into the church there, and had the flashback to about her the wedding. wedding. Yeah, mm-hmm. and gotcha. then that's when I think she remembered everything. Yeah, because yeah, they showed her her dress and everything, and was like, look, it says J E. You know, L, L school. school. <laughs> you know, okay. so those that was their only clue, and she was like, "I don't know." Yeah, she was like, "But I'm a good person, I swear. I've never done anything bad in my <laughs> life. Please don't, you know." But I don't I just, know who I am. I just want to work. You know, that was kind of her attitude. So, yeah. you know, she wins them over, and um, they, <laughs> Sinjin basically has like a placement set up for her. Mm-hmm. to teach the kids from the village and it's very basic teaching versus some of the like higher learning that she would have done with Adele mm-hmm. or that she did herself at Lowood it's like what do you say like sewing reading mm-hmm. maybe arithmetic at the mm-hmm. most you know so like super basic knowledge and she's like that's fine yeah. she's like I don't care I just want a job you know mm-hmm. so that all is pretty similar yeah, I would say the biggest difference in that whole part mm-hmm. is in it, she gives, she in the book she knows who she is. She knows her story. For sure, yeah. 
And she gives the fake name of Jane Elliott. Yes. Whereas in the movie, Sinjin comes in and is like, Jane Elliott, that's what my sisters have christened you. And I was like, they just... They just knew... They just got Jane. They just picked Jane out of thin air, which is actually her name. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, (laughs) why would you not just... What what is that change for? You know? Right. That's a weird one. Yeah. It didn't seem necessary to me. Mm -mm. So anyway... That's the biggest thing. We also meet Rosamond. Yep. Oliver. Is she in the book? I don't know why I don't remember her. Oh, yeah. She's in the book. She's in the book quite a bit with the cousins. Okay. Because it's it's the same thing. It's the same stupid thing where she's like, hey, what you doing? And Sinjin's like, no. He, like, won't even say a word to her. It's actually very rude. I don't understand it at all. And (laughs) Jane cracks me up because at one point she's like, hey. She like, takes him aside. She's like, Mr. Rivers, I want to talk to you. After watching Rosamond try to interact with him and him like giving her cold shoulder. He literally just walks away from her. She's like, hey, I want to talk to you. And then brings yeah. him into the schoolroom privately. And she's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're a dumbass. You have the chance to be with this person who you clearly are passionately in love with. And you're you're turning it down. Obviously, she's referring to like her own life. She's like... There's n- if you can do that, there's no reason to not do that. Right. Because at this point, she, she remembers can't. everything. Yeah. yeah. She's like, come on. Like, don't throw it away when you could actually choose this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's convinced it's his work. Yeah. He's like, nothing will deter me from that. And she would be a horrible missionary's wife. Yep. So, okay. And in between all of this, getting her, like, set up in the school and stuff like that is when they do the flashbacks to fill in how she went from her bed to Mm -hmm. a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it's um, a little spicy for the time period. It's hella spicy. And it's not what happened in the book at all. We should have counted the kisses. Yeah. Because they were, like... A bajillion. In the book, wasn't she, like, leaving and he found her and they had that conversation? I think so. But the conversation was different, too. It wasn't even necessarily that. But basically what we see is he's in her room with her, like, Mm -hmm. on the bed with her, on top of her, Mm -hmm. smooching her, (laughs) and touching her clavicle. (laughs) Not the clavicle. Not the clavicle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot. And he's like, you don't you don't have to leave me. Don't leave me. Don't leave, don't leave me. me. And then, I hate this. This is so stupid, but I feel like this happens in shows and stuff all the time. Oh. He's like, makes out with her. And then he's like, now nah, you can't leave me, right? Because you're just like so turned on by me. There's no way you could leave. And she's like, I will leave you. Yeah, she's like, no, actually, I will leave you. <laughs> I mean, she obviously is. Mm-hmm. And she would like to probably not leave him, but... Yeah, but she's, you know, she's she a has strong self control. Exactly. She has free will. Yeah. And she's like, I absolutely can leave you. Watch me. Watch me do it. Just kiss me one more time. No. Yeah. <laughs> but this is one of the times that the whole like twin telepathy thing sort of comes oh, up again. Comes up again. Yeah. And it's just, I understand what they're trying to say from it, but I don't like that he keeps referring to siblings yes. when he says it twins are related peoples yeah he's like we're like those twins and i'm like mm, is that what you want to say 
See, for me, I was just kind of like, this is, I saw, I knew what they were trying to do with the twins. Obviously, you know what they're trying to yeah. do. They're, they're trying to make the whole idea of the, the fucking voice in the wind. Yeah, that we have such a hard end. time with. <laughs> like, they're trying to justify it. Yeah. You know? So, I get why they added it in. I do, too. But it's still strange. It's just weird. And then, at the end of that whole, like, flashback, well, not the end, but the end of the bedroom scene... She is like the rolls away. <laughs> she rolls away from him because she's like, "Okay, we're done with this. I'm leaving." And he like spoons Cut her, and her. he's like, "I have this villa. We can go live there, and we can be like brother and sister." And I'm like, "Okay, but that's not weird. It's not as weird because it's like he's basically saying we'll go and we won't, we won't have sex, we won't do anything, I won't touch you." But we both know that wouldn't actually happen. Absolutely. But he's not, I mean, yeah. I get it, but to me, it's just, like, very weird to go from, here we are making out, like, leading up to some intimacy, but hey, let's go to this villa and pretend to be brother and sister. It's because he just can't stand the idea of being without her. <laughs> it's just he's like, I don't odd jump. <laughs> it's a plea, it's a desperate <laughs> it's plan, desperate. which you know he comes back to it at the end, and he's like, that was a dumb idea. Yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. And she's like, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. We can talk about it in the morning. And, and then she leaves and before morning And then she leaves. Comes. I know. It's sad, but like she knows. She's smart enough to know that if she stays any longer, she's probably going to give in. Uh-huh. And she has to go. Yep. So. So that's how she ended up on the rock. <laughs> <laughs> so we've made it back full circle. And she's on the run. <laughs> anyway, so through <laughs> basically we see all these flashbacks to that night. Yeah. Just here and there in her memory when she's like, you know, alone thinking about what has led her up to this point in her life. So mm-hmm. especially after that conversation with Sinjin about him basically throwing love away mm-hmm. for his work, she sits down and we see like the last of that flashback and it's just like. She, you know, it's just her thinking about how she's lost her love. Yeah. Unwillingly, you know, with circumstances of life when yeah. he could choose his and he won't. Right. So, anyway, we get filled in on everything that happened. So, we're kind of back to just like the present timeline now at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess at this point, too, hasn't like a year passed? Then, yeah. A year passes by. She's been a teacher for a year. And the cousins, what are they, Mary and Diana? Is that right? That sounds right. They've gone off to be governesses, I think. Uh-huh, to work. Yeah, so they're not there anymore. It's just Jane and Hannah in the house. Mm-hmm. And Sinjin. Yep. In his place. And her, well, Jane doesn't live in the house. She lives in her quarters by the school. Oh, her she furnished, does. yeah. Because remember, Rosamond says, "Did you like how I furnished your house for you?" Like, oh, I th- assume she meant how I furnished your schoolhouse. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I really thought it was like living quarter. I think in the book too, it was like she had. They gave her like a really, like dirt floor kind of room, but like mm-hmm. it was you know it was hers. Yeah. And it was like shelter compared I mean, to what she'd been sense. through. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, like that's what people did back then. Yeah, they lived close to their work. Sure. Much so. easier when you have to walk everywhere. Right. Um, yeah, so um, 
a year goes by. She's been teaching for a year. You you see some progress with the students. Mm-hmm. So you can tell Jane's made a really positive impact. And Sinjin basically comes by to say the same. Yeah. He's like, you've done a great job this past year. You know, we're really proud of this program and all that. Um, And then he's like, I have some... Uh, some information that you might find interesting. Yeah. And he's basically like, I know who you are. And that's that's it. And I know that you were... I know your uh, whole story. ...supposed to be married to this guy that was already married. And she's like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. And then he gives the big reveal um, that I, her uncle, I guess, Uncle Air... Uncle Air. <laughs> uncle Air <laughs> um, has died and left his money to her 20,000 pounds 20,000 which is how much Mr. Rochester had (laughs) really yeah because in the first episode he's like now if you know I'm worth 20,000 pounds surely the glow of the fire softens my features he does say that yep did we do this last time where I looked out I looked up how much that would be no because we didn't mention it last time okay but just funny that I always assumed in the book, I don't think they say how much Rochester is worth in the book. I always just assumed he was worth more than even what Jane got from her uncle. So Jane really was rich. Well, I'm sure. Okay, but I just looked up the amount. Like, I just guessed the year. I guessed 1850. Yeah. What would it be? What would 20,000 pounds be in today's money? Would be worth 3.4 million pounds. (laughs) That's a. Yeah, no wonder she was like, I'll just take 5,000 and you all can yeah. also have 5,000. So what would that be? Like, that would be, I'll just take $861,000. I think I'll be able to survive on that. <laughs> or not dollars, pounds, excuse me. Whatever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I think, I think it's no wonder she was good to go. So she was like, oh, man. This sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but she was really sorry <laughs> to see that her uncle was dead. Yeah. Because she and, was hoping to meet him. Yeah, she it was she was never had family. Yeah. The family she had was trash, you know? Yeah. So like she never had family she could call her own, so she was so disappointed she didn't get to meet him because he's gone now. And then the the big the big truth bomb comes out. Yeah. And Sinjin is like, well actually the reason like she first of all, Jane was like, Why do you know all this? Yeah, why did they find you to give yes. you this information about yes. me? And he's like, well, actually, your Uncle Air was also my Uncle Air. Sort of. Yeah. We can't really figure it out. <laughs> he was like, in care. a way. He's like, basically, we're cousins, and they didn't know where you were, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's it's on her father's side that they're cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, she's like, like, ecstatic at this point. And he's like, I just told you you were rich, and you were like, cool. That's fine. And then I told you that I'm your cousin, and now you're freaking out. You're so happy. And she's like, yeah, I've never had anybody in the world. And now I have you. And she gives him this big hug, and she's like, tell your sisters to come home. They're my cousins, too. Yeah, we're rich. They don't have to work anymore. And they don't have to do anything. Yeah, tell them to come home. And he's like, no, you're rich. And she's like, shut up. Yeah, like, we see that exchange. where she's sharing my money. uh Uh-huh, she... They literally split it four ways evenly, so everybody gets 5,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she says something about it when they're decorating for Christmas, and she's like, you know, why not have some decorations around when you have 5,000 pounds to your name? And he's like, 20,000. And she's like, no, you're getting 
a chunk. <laughs> I have literally 5,000. Except <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, is it after this that he, like, proposes to her? Yeah. Okay. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> it's after the sisters come home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because they do a really shortened version, and the sisters are, like, teaching her German, which they know. And then he's like, hey, stop learning that. I want you to learn a different language. And, like, Mm. gives her some books. And then, like, takes her out to the field at some point and is talking to her. And the sisters are watching from the window. Yes. And they kind of know. And then he's like, you should marry me and come with me. And she's like, well, we actually don't even see your answer. And then it cuts to the sisters. She, like, walks back in after that. And they're like, did he ask you? (laughs) And then we still don't hear what her answer is. No, but she does clarify, just like the book. She's like, he did ask me, and they're so yeah. excited. And then she's like, yeah, but, but, but he asked We're me to be his wife. To move. So we could go away and be missionaries. And they were like, shit, we wanted it to be. So he'd stay so here. So he'd stay here. They were like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. You'll be miserable. And she was like, I know. Yeah. And they're like, did you accept? And it cuts before we know what she does. And so we we're like, oh my god, did she accept this I know. Proposal? In this version, I was like, whoa, this is different. Because then she says, what if we just win as brother and well, sister? Yeah, the next scene starts him saying, so we'll be married in six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, wait. You're like, you will? What yeah. The? And, and, and she's she over here like, yeah. or we or can. this. <laughs> and he's like, no. No, we're not doing that. She's like, you don't love me. And he was like, love has nothing to do with this. Yeah. And she's like... Mm, okay. I'm going to need to think about it. does for me. Yeah. 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 So she's... We get a short little montage of her kind of wandering the grounds, thinking. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then she hears... Jane. 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 <laughs> and she takes off running. <laughs> And she's like, I must see Edward one more time. And gets into a carriage. Says nothing to her cousins that we see. Yeah, it was really strange. It was just like all of a sudden she was back at Thornfield. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, okay. Don't mm-hmm. even say goodbye to anyone. Even this this man that just proposed marriage to you. Don't be like, hey, just to just to close this out. It's not happening. <laughs> I, I gotta wanna, go. I just want to clarify before I leave for a few weeks that not leave you hanging. Slash potentially forever. Did she ever go back? I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> We still don't know. No. So she gets there and she sees that it's been burned. It's mm-hmm. not in like the ruins I thought it would be. Yeah, but... it's not burned to the ground, but it's yeah. like the top level of most of the estate is gone at that yeah. point. So obviously it's not livable. There's no ceiling, right. really. Um, so she's sitting there and this sheep herder comes up <laughs> and is like, hey, want to hear about what happened? She's like, okay. And we get another flashback, which I like. And this mm. time it it was it all played out differently in my head oh, than same. what I thought. We see the wife leaving Jane's room with a burning wedding gown behind her. Mm-hmm. And she makes her way up to the roof. And Rochester's up there. He's like, hey, let's get down from here. Come on. And she gets onto the edge. And she sees an owl flying, and she's like, I can fly, I too. Can fly. And jumps off. And dies. Yeah. And that's all we see 
of it. We don't see him get injured uh-uh. or anything, even though he is on the top of a burning building. So right. safe to say that maybe him getting out safely was difficult and he did injure himself. Right. But still, we don't, we don't see, see it. We don't see any of it. Mm-mm. I do feel like in this version, they make it very clear he did not push her. Yeah. And so was that something that was discussed like in your class when you read this book or something? I don't remember. Because when you said it, when we were talking about the book, I was like, oh, I had never even thought about that. <laughs> it's, I, I don't, I don't think he did. Like, I don't think that's the story. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that I like to be like, mm, but you know, nobody saw it and he <laughs> didn't like her. He wanted, you know, he probably really resentful about everything that went down anyway so like what a convenient moment i guess yeah no they played it very much like he was trying to get her to safety yes um there's also the the other reason i think about that if you ever watch rebecca you'll know why so okay kind of part of that plot a little bit so anyway anyway um we find so Jane knows about everything that happened at Thornfield at this point, and um, the, I guess the sheep herder guy is like, well, they, now they're living at this like his other house. Small, yeah, poor guy. Which he they're, mentioned when he was talking about his wife. They're at this poor little small little estate over here, and it's like a mansion in today's standards. But sure, <laughs> yeah. So she finds the house. She walks up to it, and he comes out the door, and she's like, and realize he doesn't see her yeah and she realizes he's blind and she's like oh my god so i guess we don't really see this happen but she like decides to go in Uh and take his nightly water glass to him yeah (laughs) which usually is done by george i guess yeah and that's when you know he's very suspicious taylor did not like this part because jane is like silent I just felt like it was really mean. She's bringing in the water tray, saying nothing, and he starts to get a little suspicious. And, and he's she's like, just... George, is that is you, right? I mean, he can't see. Like, it just seems so Did you hear? Mean. Taylor has some pity, finally, for Mr. And Rochester. was like, well, he deserves it after everything he did to her. And I was like, he is literally disabled, and she is messing with him. <laughs> But like we all it's knew a bit she was going to tell him. I know, but like eventually. imagine if you were in that situation. Yeah, no, it would be really scary. And you had <laughs> you're like this is not I can tell this is not the person who normally gives me my water every night and they're not saying anything and I can't hear anyone else in the house right now. Mm-hmm. It would be freaky. It would be very freaky. I can't imagine. So yeah, I didn't particularly like it. I felt like she dragged it on a little too long. She did drag it on for a while. But Anyway, she finally reveals who it is, and of course he's in disbelief, because like, I, I, with the way things worked back then, I'm sure he thought he'd never see her again. He doesn't Literally. know where she... <sighs> Before the fire. Yeah. Even. <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> Anyway, he probably thought once she went away that night that, like, he would... How would he find her? How how would he know where she went? Like, that's just how things worked back then. Yeah. He would never know if she were dead or alive, and he just had to learn how to live with that. And so when she shows up, 
he's like, seriously, are you real? Like, am I, this isn't just me imagining Mm-hmm. what I want to happen and of course not being able to see I'm sure that even made him doubt more mm-hmm. that it was really hers so anyway they have a, a very a sort of tearful reunion at least on his part he's bawling like a baby yeah um and she's just like yep it's me mm-hmm. she's like I'm rich now I come back to you and I have money mm-hmm. I give most of it away but and, and then he laughs He's like, he like laughs and you know what that laugh means. He's like, of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you keep it all? Right. It's very not you. Um, so basically, I don't, I don't exactly know like what her plan is necessarily while she's there. We cut, I think, to them sitting by a, the, the brook or the mm-hmm. creek or something. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Talking as usual, keeping she's each other like company. Describing the what's nature. around them. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, it's cold, we should go inside. Yep. She gets up, and then she's the one to turn around and be like, about that villa. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you said we could live as brother and sister? What about that villa? And. I feel like we know that that's not what she wants, yeah. but it's like how she gets the conversation started yeah. without being like, so do you maybe want to still get married or what? Right. <laughs> now that you can actually marry me. So um, how about that marriage? How, how about that, that, that marriage that's legal now? <laughs> yeah. And he, it's very funny. He's basically like, here's the thing, Jane, that idea of us living as brother and sister, we're not the platonic sort of people. <laughs> yeah. He's basically like, we would definitely fuck. I don't think that's we a know good it. idea for yes. us. <laughs> She's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but he says, you know, I don't, I, I don't want you to stick around as like the person who takes care of me. I want, you know, I want a wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it, at that point he's like, especially if she's rich now, he's probably like, you know, she can get anybody. Mm-hmm. She can get somebody her own age. She can get somebody else who has money. Like, yeah, there's no reason you have to stay here with me who's you know this, this i'm disabled now like whatever like he he's like you need to go live your life and she's like no nope she's like your life is mine now basically <laughs> that's what she says your life is not yours to give away nope it's mine it belongs to me now <laughs> and then they smooch some more and and it Oh, yeah, and then we get our little epilogue. Yeah, it just cuts to basically a whole big family portrait that's going to be made. At least, like, I would say at least five years later, based on the ages of their children. Their two children. Yeah. Where in the book, they have one. Uh-huh. At the time of the end of the book. But, mm-hmm. yeah, she's got her, not Sinjin, but her other cousins are there. And, you know, the household staff that's in with her since she went to Thornfield mm-hmm. and everything. And they're all going to be... In the family portrait, which I feel like wraps it up very well, because even though we didn't talk about it in the last episode, when she was a child, her aunt and cousins were getting a portrait done, and the guy was like, hey, you should be in this too. Taylor, you didn't even put two and two together. It was a callback. (laughs) Yeah. And the cousins were like, she's not a part of our family. And so for this portrait, she includes everyone. The household staff, the fucking dog is in the picture. And Rochester's still blind. There you go. Interesting <laughs> detail, right? Uh-huh. He's still blind, which I kind of like it. Me too. Who cares? Like, the she man doesn't, doesn't care. The man, no. It doesn't affect... The, he doesn't need sight with his 
life the way it is. And she's so much younger than him. He'll definitely die first, you know, so he'll have someone to take care of him. (laughs) She could die in childbirth if they keep having kids. She could, but she's already popped out, too, and she looked pretty good at the end And they're both boys, so really, they got their heirs. Literally everything's fine. I meant, like, I didn't mean, like, Jane Eyre. I know, but it's just kind of funny. I didn't go for that pun. But it's there. But it's there. <laughs> but yeah, because he did mention earlier, like, oh, well, I need an heir to continue the Rochester line when Whatever, he's complaining about his wife. So. Mm-hmm. And that was the miniseries of Jane Eyre. Yeah. We did a little bit more of a modern update in the second episode. Oh, with the, like, you mean the liberties that they took with? No, I mean, like, how we described things that were happening. Oh, did we? <laughs> Okay. What about that marriage? Uh, yeah. You know what? There's sometimes there's just more succinct ways to say things. Yeah. It's fine. True. Okay. Um, this is going to be a long episode because we still have to talk about how we feel about the whole series mm-hmm. and our tea. Yes. But so, I mean, I don't have that much to say beyond the things we talked about going through the plot. Okay. I personally, like, I feel like the two actors that really matter... Jane and Rochester both did a fantastic job portraying the characters the way that I envisioned them in the book um, maybe even made some improvements on the characters and honestly everyone else even the side characters all did a good job the guy playing Sinjin I kind of forgot about him but I really thought like he came off the way he should based on his description in the book so that actor did a great job seen Mm -hmm. him in other stuff too and he's, he's very good more British stuff of course yeah. But yeah, no, overall like I think it's I think it's a really good take on the story. I mean, and it's a pretty enjoyable watch. It is. I Especially wish compared Hulu to the movie. <laughs> would not have it in two parts. You wish, wish it was one big long No, no, no. I wish it was four episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cuz like if someone wants to watch it, yeah, they have to commitment. commit like almost two hours or over two hours. Agreed. Instead of like a 45-50 minute commitment and then they could take a break if they Mm -hmm. wanted to and it's weird like if you think about it you're like what like what reason do they have because the miniseries aired as four episodes so why would you not have it that way and the second part that we watched had a very clear like cut off like she's in her bed upset end of episode start of the next episode she's on a fucking rock (laughs) i mean really it would have made more sense it if seems, it wasn't immediate. It seemed really stark when we were watching it, but it's like, oh, well, duh, of course, that's where the episode ended and began. Yeah. You know, when it aired on TV and they were a week apart. Right. It makes so much more sense, <laughs> yeah, right? because time has actually passed in real yes, life. <laughs> yes, Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it is strange that they wouldn't just keep it four episodes, so. Yeah. I agree. But I would say it's pretty entertaining. The only reason I wish it was four is in case people have, like, a harder time committing to that much time because for whatever reason sitting down to watch a movie for me is like Ugh, i don't have that much time but i can sit down and watch six episodes of something it's in one strange sitting. isn't it yeah i'm the same way yeah so <laughs> no logic behind it but. no um i think if i were to rate the three adaptations we have consumed <laughs> i would probably say mini series book movie mm-hmm and I am curious, I don't know if I will, I'm not going to make this promise, 
but I'm curious and now that I've seen the miniseries if I could go back and enjoy the book more because I would have their like tones and conversation and things in my head as I'm reading it instead of me reading it and being like I feel like there's no emotion between either of these characters <laughs> yeah yeah maybe I think I had that probably going into it the second time because I've seen this before so that probably right. helped me a little bit upon the second read and I suppose we should just mention quickly, um, my stepmother <laughs> listens to our episodes, and she was very mad at us. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. Um, for the book and the movie, and our not understanding of hearing him in the wind. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's because they're soulmates. Yep. And that's what happens. Mm-hmm. I guess. And we haven't found our soulmates. <laughs> but maybe we will. It's the wish of my stepmother for us to find our soulmates. Yeah, so the we'll person see. who can speak to us in the wind. When they're in When they're need. in danger or something. But that's what it's supposed to be. But I don't know. Mm. I guess Tressa and I don't think like that. I'm a little too cynical for that, I suppose. That's probably part of my problem. I would agree for myself. But you're like, I would agree you are really cynical. <laughs> like the most cynical person I've ever met. <laughs> but like, I know in this miniseries, they sort of tried to take they, it to another level with yeah, the twins thing. And they tried to get you like they in tried. that headspace for it. Yeah, they, it, it didn't just come out of nowhere like it does yeah. in the book. Yeah. Yeah. And also, he Agreed. didn't hear her in the movie. Correct. In the book, he heard her saying like where are you or something yes, like that there was like a, almost a conversation <laughs> like a back and forth i was like what's going on yeah but that didn't happen in the miniseries uh so maybe that maybe she's not his soulmate <laughs> just kidding in the miniseries she didn't say anything yeah she just ran she just was like oh i, know. Go find I know his voice that is so yeah there yeah. was that I got it more in the miniseries. I was able to follow along. And Definitely. I guess it could be a bit more believable for me. A little bit. But. At least they tried to make it a little more. At least they tried to set you up for it a little bit more than the book. Yeah. Yeah. Like, put, put just. it was. It's just good storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. Good job, guys. They tried. So, yeah. That's, yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed the miniseries. Or this one, at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, me too. The one with Ruth Wilson. Yep. And Toby Stevens. Stevens. So, go give it a watch on Hulu if you want. Yep. Uh, just prep yourself to be there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can always pause it and come back. You can. It's okay. Okay. So, we want to do our teas? teas? Yep. Okay. Okay. I'll go first, I guess. Okay. I have thoughts on this tea. Uh oh. <laughs> Just a reminder, I have the chocolate rum tea from Anna Marie's Teas in Liberty, Missouri. Um, you all haven't picked up when Tressa says she has thoughts. I mean, she doesn't like it. Not necessarily. Well. But here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, the whole time I was like, chocolate rum, crazy. Like, how can this tea taste anything like chocolate or rum or whatever, you know, with yeah. these ingredients? Obviously, there's cocoa nibs in it. But, like, I took one sip of it, and I was like, you could probably convince me there was alcohol in here. Seriously? Yes. Seriously. I didn't get that at all. I, I mean, had it. 
I you don't get the burn of alcohol, obviously, at well, all. Yeah. But I get that there must be like I don't know how much like just straight up rum I've ever had. Probably not a lot. But <laughs> I'm wondering if there's some sort of like like licorice taste to rum that I'm just like associating because it's like in the title. But I was like, oh. I mean, you drink a lot. Like when you drink, you drink rum-based drinks. I know, but I don't get that kind of taste from it. Of course, it's usually mixed in with a bunch of other shit. That's true. But I'm like, I don't know. There's there's definitely like a quality to this that really surprised me. Like I was like, okay, like this tastes like something. (laughs) Well, I'm glad it tasted like something. It's just weird because I didn't expect it to, to have any sort of reminder of any kind of alcohol, like mm. drink. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I suppose so. If it had some sort of burn, like alcohol does, the the interesting thing is, I feel like you could add alcohol and it would be great in here. Oh, I'm sure. Like it would, it would just this would be such a compliment. So I'm just really surprised. That's all. I was like, I can't <laughs> believe this actually worked. You know, yeah. these ingredients put together actually made me, you know, think of liquor. But it could be because of the title. That's true. I shouldn't say that, so. I think I will give it it was really unexpected and not in a bad way. Um, I think I'll give it a 7 out of 10. I'd definitely drink it again. Mm-hmm. But it was just so wildly different than what I expected. So. I say. Mm-hmm. What'd you have again? I had the... <laughs> right, black tea. <laughs> I had, yep, Yorkshire tea with milk and stevia. I mean, I don't have a lot to say because it's just a classic. Uh, I liked it and I finished it very quickly. Again, it, you know, was getting cold, so I had to drink it quickly. Mm-hmm. Um but I enjoyed it, obviously. I mean, like, I'm never going to say no to that combo. That gets, like, a 10 out of 10 for me every time. Yeah. There's, and there's nothing really to talk about with my tea. <laughs> well, must be some high-quality black tea. Of course, you did doctor it up a little bit, so. I did. Who knows? Right. I didn't drink it on its own. Mm-hmm. And I only steeped it for, like, four minutes. There's barely so. even anything in there. Just water and <laughs> milk well, and sugar. <laughs> with black tea, I try and do about four minutes because I think it's like three to five. Mm-hmm. And th- when they get bitter, it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there were our teas and Jane Eyre, the miniseries, the BBC miniseries. Um, I think we are Jane Eyre'd out for a oh. while. A hundred percent. I don't know how else we could drain from this topic, but no, we I know this this plot backwards and forwards now. At this <laughs> I mean, point. sort of. We know the general plot. Well, that's close details, enough. maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> but you can follow us on Instagram at We Are Not Amused, where we post every nope, not amused. Chimney Christmas. You can start over. When did I do this last? <laughs> <clears throat> What's our tag? Not amused podcast. <laughs> I was like just about to look, but I was like, that's not. So you can follow us on Instagram at Not Amused Podcast, and what? <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No. 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 I think-
What's throwing me off is that you usually do the Gmail first. Yeah, I know. It surprised me. <laughs> I almost said. You can follow us on Instagram at notamusedpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> it's just been a long day and I can tell I'm reaching the end. I know. Okay. I just said we just have to get through the outro. We can That's it. I believe in you, Taylor. Third time is the charm. Start with the Gmail. It'll feel more natural. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do you this favor. Go ahead. <laughs> you have to be available to say goodbye, though. Okay. All right. You can email us at notamusedpodcast at gmail.com with suggestions or comments on episodes or whatever you want to email us about, and we will respond. You can also follow us on Instagram at notamusedpodcast, where we post every Wednesday before an episode comes out and every Sunday that an episode goes live. And if you could also... Rate, review, subscribe, whatever you're able to do on your podcast, listening channel, whatever of choice, that would be lovely as well. But other than that, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you in two weeks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.